Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The center wing position provides plenty of options. we got over 40 here to go through in this video. The guns, the mid-rangers, and also the cash cows. Guys, let me know in the comments how your team's looking at the moment, considering we've gone through a whole bunch of the positions now. Let me know how you're playing the center wing position. Are you going for at least one gun? Are you going for two? Is there any mid-rangers in there? And how many cash cows are you looking to to fill out this position with. So let me know down there, guys. Joey Manu rounds out the start of this at 801k, average of 76 last year. He was obviously spectacular. He is one of those guys that when he's playing in that fullback or six position, he scores incredibly well. He gets plenty of hundreds when, he, when he's able to do that. And center is obviously not his best position for scoring wise. So that's probably why you wouldn't look to exactly start with him, but it sounds like he's probably going to get a roaming role does that really help him? Do we just pick him up around origin time again, like each and every year we do? Uh, that buy in round four is obviously a little bit annoying if you're putting someone with 800k in that center wing position and you're missing out on those points in that week. You, you really want to hope that you have someone that can cover that position and, and get you sort of at least a 40 at a minimum. Uh, obviously, it's very much a position that's very volatile and it's a position that gives us the, the most hundreds each and every year. Big reason for that, yes, they're a bit streaky, but also because there's so many uh, players available in that position. When you've got you know so many starters and then heaps of guys on the bench, it makes sense why there's so many. And we're going going to be going through over 40 guys in this. So, you know, really at this point, Manu, you probably have to leave out of your side. But he's going to be a clear must-have at some point because he's seven points better than the next guy in Val Holmes. But how is Holmes going to start this year? I'm very excited to pop him in my side. At the beginning of the season, really just for the fact that obviously he played really well last year and 69 is an incredible average. He has a late buy, but the fact that their early draw is absolutely amazing in terms of playing some of the bottom eight sides. So they don't play any of the top sort of seven teams until after that. So amazing news for someone who's going to be scoring tries, setting up tries, 
making plenty of run meters and kicking a lot of goals. So Val Holmes, very safe guy to pop in your side and hope that he can average over 70 in that first section. And one, get you those points, but get you maybe a, t a tiny bit of value up into around that 800K mark where Joey Miner is. And then you could potentially move him on somewhere in the middle of the year if you like, uh, with him going to be playing Origin there for sure. Okay, for the cons for him, yeah, not too many. Uh, really just the question mark of can he keep it up, which we're not exactly sure of. Alex Johnson, here we go, at 713K, scored a ridiculous amount of tries last year and the year before, averaged 68. So you probably look at this and go, he's at the top of his scoring average. And, and you'd say probably most likely. Obviously, when he scores a double, a triple, quad sometimes, he's going to get over that 100 mark. And with him having a bite late, you, you can imagine that he's going to be fairly consistent again. They do have a fairly tough start to the draw and stuff, tough start to the year. So... Really for him, is it a question mark of can he get more than one try a game in those games? Probably not. So that's probably why you'd uh, look to avoid. But if you like him as a player and, and you like that consistent try score that can get you there, that 30, 35 each and every time he goes over, then Johnson's going to be your man for sure. Taylor May with the Panthers comes a little bit cheaper, 675. And we have a multitude of these Panthers outside backs who all average very similarly. May has the best average of a lot of them. And obviously they have a buy in round three. So something for, for you to consider. Big question here is, is the team going to be as good? Are they going to go as left as much as they did last year with Kickout? Is him and Isaac Tungle going to get as many opportunities with Kickout being that guy that garners so much attention? Luke Garner, no pun intended, uh, could be taking that over. And if he can run a good line as well, he's just not someone that's going to be as you know forceful as someone that you're going to be going to be someone that you're scared of on that left-hand side, just so does Taylor May score as well in the second year when a lot of teams are working out him and Tungo after their first year brilliant. So big question marks there. So I think you've got to leave him out of your side, especially him being the most expensive out of the bunch. We'll go straight to the other boys there who are a lot, a lot cheaper there. We've got Crichton, Tungo, and also Toto, all averaged 60 last year and are within 5K of each other. So Crichton, the, the most expensive, is 629. Looking at him being obviously one of the top, top centers in the game in general in a good team. So he's obviously always going to score pretty well around that mark. I just don't see much improvement from him. He had the goal kicking at the start of last year. He won't have that with Cleary this year. So out of these three guys here, I have him as the third best. I just don't think he has the improvement there that other guys can, considering Tungo is a youngster who is improving naturally. Crichton is obviously improving, but not as much as someone like Isaac will. And then Toto is coming off a bit of a down year. So... Tungo will speak about next, and for him being a second year, he's obviously a really you know, talented player on the left side there. He's definitely going to be a top 10 center wing, I think, this year. And I think, yeah, that so he's the second best of these. But does having no kick out hurt him as well, and as much as someone like Taylor May? But you get any of these guys a 50K cheaper, I think it's uh, more important than probably going for Taylor May there. And Brian Toto, I have him pretty high up in my list, which I'll give uh, my list for the guns, the mid-rangers, and also the cash cows as we go down the list, guys. But him there, average 59 last year, carried a few injuries. He's, you know, he's able to score well in the back end and obviously play well in the finals as well. But during the regular season there, for the most part, his average run meters was down. Tackle breaks were down a fair bit. And you can conduct that a fair bit to his injuries that he unfortunately had. But then he's moved from the left to the right. So that's probably the only thing in his way at the moment. But he's on the right side with, Angus, uh, with, with Stephen Crichton and also guys like Liam Martin and Cleary, which is obviously a delightful right edge. So you look at him, he averaged 84 the year before. That was COVID ball, but you can expect him to have some improvement, hopefully around the sort of 65 mark, I would say, um, but definitely has that upside. But it is the third time he's averaged 59, so does he just stay at that point as well? That's probably the only, uh, only other reason you look at him and go, mm, 
was 2021 a flash in the pan or is it something that we can expect uh, now that he's improved and last year was just a bit of an off year with injuries and stuff like that. So yeah, big question marks on those three guys. Let's go back up to Campbell Graham at number five there. He's a 664, average of 63, a late buy as well. He's in a great team. He's getting better. This is his best average so far. He's been around that 60 mark a couple of times now. And you know, really the question mark for him is, is, is he fully priced on that right side as well, which doesn't get as much ball as that left. But the good thing to note there is that Lockie Ilias did improve across the season and might mean they shift a little bit more to that right side. When they have you know some quality players out there, when you've got Graham, you've got either Tane Milne or Isaac Thompson, who are really strong on that side, Keon Kolomatangi, there's good reason to head right as well as left. They're just a really strong team overall, and I can see them putting on lots of points uh, with Latrell making sweeping runs left and right there. So Graham will be solid. Nick Meany sounds like he's probably going to get some more game time for the Storm guys at fullback with Munster giving no, re no return date for him. So an average of 61, mainly in that fullback position last year. Well, that's when he scored his best, to be honest with you there. At a, a buy in round nine, really... Does he have much value? I really don't think he does. And the question mark of when does Pat return? It could be sort of in round seven or eight, could be in round 15, could be you know, round four. We don't really know uh, at this point. And we'll find out a bit closer to the season, but probably likely we'll find out sort of a month or so into the season. We, we, as I said, we don't really know. So that's Nick Meany there. I'm probably going to be leaving him out of my side with some other better options available. We've got Malatalo and Talakai, both on that left side. I see them both as similar options this year. Malatalo scored plenty of tries last year, so really he has to improve on that for him to be a great uh, person to pick in your side. And Talakai is a bit more of a streaky type of player. I just don't see him being a top five center wing, very similarly to, to Malatalo. In a great side, this is what they were able to average, so can they have any improvement on that? I see Sharks coming second again. They came second last year. I really don't see a, a big improvement for those guys, both with a buy in that awkward round six. So I'd be leaving them out of uh, my side uh, when I'm drafting in this uh, for round one there. Zach Lomax is 6.34. He averaged 60 last year. He's been that type of guy who has averaged around that for a long time. It's really hard for me to see anyone uh, spend 634K for someone with a buy in round one. So personally, I'd be leaving him out of my side from the beginning and, and I'd suggest you do the same. But really for him, he's always going to be consistent around that top 10 but he's not likely going to head into the top five just for the fact that the Dragons aren't going to be very good. He seems to score pretty well regardless of the uh, the type of team he's in. Really bad, mid-tier. He'd never really been in a gun side yet, but if he does, I think he'll hit about a 70 mark, but until then, he's going to be around that mark. All right, Jesse Ramian is the guy on the other side, the center's four Sharks there at a 618 price. 59 is the average. He's a top 15 scorer, which is sort of okay. You know, he's going to have times where he goes on runs and that's the, the time to pick him up. You know, it's a very easy chance that he could drop down in value earlier on in the season and then you know, he could pick him up about a 500K mark and you know price around that 50 and then he goes on a bit of a 70-75 run, which is very natural for a lot of these types of players. You know, maybe you pick him up in round seven if he's had a bit of a slow start to the year because he does always end up around that 60 average there. Next to Hines is obviously always great things, him and the core there. Uh, and Sione Katoa on that right side. So definitely have some ability on both sides to score lots of points. And I think Raymond's always going to be a beneficiary of that when he's a tackle buster in this league. So really just a big thing for him is just never been a top scorer uh, for those centers in a season. Daniel Tupo there, 605K. We have him, these last two guys, anyone over 600K is in this list. And Tupo and Nofaluma are those last guys. Tupo by round four, Nofaluma in round seven. So two of those awkward ones, but I definitely see some Roosters improvement this year on that left side. It could be, you know, Kiri 
unsure on how Crichton is at the moment based on the time that I'm doing this, but um, yeah, we'll have him there or it'd be Nat Butcher or Egan, for example. Swali'i on that left side, I think it's going to be really rock solid. And I think he can you know, be on the back of a lot of tries, even though he did score a bunch last year. He had a really nice uh, 71 average in 2020. So a couple of years ago, obviously, not COVID ball. So yeah, I think Tupo will will go well. Can he get up over 60 potentially? Uh, but you know, really the question mark there is he's only done that big yeah, 14 plus uh, value once. And can he do it again? I'm probably not sure. A guy I think I could actually improve a lot more would be Nofaluma there at 605 as well with the Tigs. Really, what you're seeing here is finally he's in a better team, right? Tigers have always been pretty poor. And the big thing for them and, and the slight worry and, and con there is the fact that a lot of this is unknown how they're going to go. But that right side could be Adam Dewey, Bateman, and then you've got... Uh, who's going to be his left, right, center? Good question. But then we've got him on the... Uh, in, in, on the wing there. So we know he can do a lot of good work on his own, but the work that he can do on the back of a good team would be delightful. So he's already been, always been a top gun. He scored 65 and 76 in 19 and 20, which shows you know close to 10 points of value and almost 20 points of value in 2020. So if he can get anywhere back to that, then he's going to be a nice guy that you could pop into your side who won't play Origin, uh, which is going to be really nice there. The cons for him, as we said, you know, just may not, may not have to do as much as normal. He's one of those guys that loves a scoot, um, very similar to, to what Dewey was doing there last year, just learned to run a lot. Um, so this could be something that hinders him, but I doubt it's going to be uh, making a big difference there. So my top five guys in this position, we've got Val Holmes, I think personally, for the start. We're looking at starting within round one. Manu, I think, is still going to do great, and if he performs like he should, then he'll be the top scorer in this position. So you always got to pop him in the top five. You've got To'o over Tango, just. I think To'o could have a, a nice bounce back this year, and then Nofaluma I can see having some value as well. So that's the guns position, guys. We move to the center wing mid-price, guys. And also, for the guys that haven't uh, that are playing fantasy as well, I've got the, the private group there, so if you want to join that, plenty of prizes, merch, everything down in the description below. If you want to check that out and support me, that would be awesome. I'd appreciate that. Herbie Farnworth comes in. He's very interesting there at 591K, the average of 56, and, and he's obviously someone that can score a lot of tries. So he's a, a chance of 60-plus, I think, in a better team on that left side, which is always nice. And Ezra Mam is improving as a player week in, week out, and obviously gets a clear preseason for him. They have a buy late as well, so really important for him. Uh, and the fact that he won't be playing Origin is... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Also great, but definitely some unknowns in terms of their team performance and some of the injuries that he's had. So if he can get a bit of a, a nice run to kick things off, then I think he could be an option at some point. And if you really like him, for round one, I see no issue there at all. Joseph Swali'i, we got him at 590k. The average of 56 as well on that right wing. 
buy in round four, the chance that he's going to be moving to the left side. And I think we only see that as good things. He's going to tackle a bit more. We saw him play a couple of years ago when he was an absolute youngster. They're at like sort of 17 and 18 uh, when they got allowance for him to play. Uh, he played some center time there. He had one game that was really bad, missed tackles-wise. And I don't think we can even look at that those games there at center. I think we've got to look at the, the kind of potential that he could provide. With him being such a gun there, you've got guys like Latrell that have played in that position in the past. And if Roosters are going to be great, he'll get plenty of ball. He'll get plenty of try contributions and try assists off to, to Daniel Tupo. And really, 60-plus average, I would say, would be incoming for Swali uh, in this Roosters side that I think will improve, and he'll improve as well. So you got the double there, which is awesome. Uh, and he's obviously going to be a bit of a superstar. Selwyn Cobbo there at 18. So he's a 586K, average 56 for him last year. Look, he's going to improve as well. Better team. You know, the Broncos should be with Walsh at one. I think he can get him some nice ball. They have a late buy as well. So there's a bunch of pros there. But the relationship with Coach Walters at the moment is a bit of an issue, like him saying that, that he's not really a great coach, which might be true. But um, how does that how does that help things at the club? I really don't know, unless you're wanting him to get fired. So there's a lot going on there. And then the question mark of, of if the Broncos will improve or not is his one. But definitely if you want to go him, I don't have a, a real qualm with that. Murray Talangi, I just think he, this year, could probably get to a 60 average with that great left side if the Cowboys go do, do really well and they get close to a top four. Has a late buy, so he could start with a bit of a bang as well if you're looking to pick up him, but I don't see much room for growth with Murray there. Jack Bird of 573, he has a 54 average, which is okay. You know, he's one of those, not one of not many back rowers that's in the center wing position this year with the big changes in dual uh, dual responsibilities there, but we've got him who's obviously pretty consistent, but he could be moved around what position that he's going to play as about the buy in round one. Do you want this much cash in one of these players in round one? You probably only want it in guys like a, a, a Terrell Sloan um, and, and has some uh, has an injury in the preseason as well, which is not great. Jacob Karaz, he you know, comes in at that same price as Isaiah Tass there, average 54, a late buy as well at 13. Obviously, explosive attacking player in a decent team. Can he improve from last year, or does he suffer a little bit of second-year syndrome? I just don't see him being a gun on that right side of the dogs. He's going to do a fair bit, but that left side's going to be dangerous, and you can see those left-side players there scoring a little bit better than the guys on the right, in my opinion, when you have guys like uh, Kyle Flanagan uh, not being a real dominant type of playmaker for these dogs there. Someone I'm really interested in, though, is, is Isaiah Tass. And for him, I think he's a super exciting young talent in a really good team. Comes in cheaper than Graham, but I think he averages probably similar to him. So potentially about 10 points of value I see with Tass. I think he can get somewhere in that low 60s this year, which probably serves as some value with a late buy. Do you decide to pick him up straight away? Uh, or do you leave it a little bit in terms of those first bunch of games when Rabbitohs have a tough draw? That's the question mark you need to ask. Uh, the question you need to ask yourself there. Will Penasini there at 535, he had a great year as well. Average 51. So you saw guys like Tass come in uh, and also the Penrith outside backs and have really good seasons, 60 plus averages there. Penasini with a 51, he started fairly slow. Uh, I definitely think there's some you know, room for more average run meters, which was pretty low for him. But on that right side, how much ball is he going to get? Is it going to be the same as last year? If it is, I can't see him averaging much more than 55. He did score a bunch of tries. You know, it wasn't crazy, uh, but he is a center, so less than a, than a winger would, would do normally. And, you know, the team lost a few players. So they do they improve from there? I'm not exactly sure. Guys like Adokar and Rapana, I see Adokar having a little bit of improvement. You look at him, average 64 in Storm's amazing, amazing 2021 team. So... That would be 13.5 points of value on that 
He's at a team that's not going to score anywhere near as many tries. He won't score as many tries. So I think you just have to leave him, even though it was his lowest average in four seasons. I can't see the dogs playing anywhere near as good as what the Storm teams were. So really, at this price, you have to leave him because that maxi probably has a five-point uh, improvement there. Rapp and I think he's just getting a little bit too old to be a good mid-range selection here. If he got really cheap, then great. But he's not a gun anymore. And with him being older... Uh, it's just not the way you want to go. But he's obviously pretty solid and consistent in a better team as well. Braden Burns, we're not sure if he's going to keep his spot. So big question mark there. But I think he stays at about a 50-ish average anyway. It's a solid average in an okay team. Uh, he's talented. He's pretty strong. He loves a good tackle break and offload. So yeah, that could be where he's at this year. I'd be leaving him out. You've got guys like Chris and Tomokov from the Raiders who are 40K apart and a four average apart. Obviously, the buy-in round eight. Both in a good team, as we said. Strong players, you know, left side for Chris there, which is obviously helpful, but I just don't think he can get to a 60 average, which is probably what you want from these types of guys. You need him to get to at least a 60 so they can become close to a keeper and, and do a great job on your side. They came in at 27 and 29 in the overall points last year. So yeah, you need it to be worth it unless you're using them as like a first seven rounds guy and then you're moving him at that buy. I just think you have to leave him out of your side. Katoni Sags, I'm much more excited about. He had a very much a down year last year. I think he's clearly 10 points undervalued if he can get back to anywhere near the form that he showed. He has a, buy, a late buy in round 16, won't be in origin. So there's a lot of tick, tick, ticks there. Obviously, seeing how he recovers from his injury is going to be great. And the fact that he goes a bit missing in games is, is why he also scored pretty low last year. It wasn't just the injuries. It was a little bit how the Broncos played. But he also had Adam Reynolds on his side and he still didn't get a lot of uh, great ball. And he doesn't go you know, fishing for it, which is not ideal. So, yeah, still a good option. I think still 10 points undervalued. Do you start with him? Good question. Kola, 462 for him. Averages 44 last year. So he is a bit of a weird one because he played some good center, center games. He played some good fullback games, but still wasn't able to average a crazy amount. The main reason that for that is the fact that Manly lost their last seven games and they're in absolute turmoil. So if Manly can get back to good scoring, then Kohler's going to be great. But on that right side, is a slight worry when, when left side play is uh, a lot of the better scorers in the game. The buy in round two also has some issues or carry some issues there for sure. So I definitely think he has some more try ups. So he didn't score many, many of them and he'll improve as a player. So definitely a solid option. Jackson Paulo there with the Roosters. So at 43 average, he can definitely improve on that. I definitely think he could hit a 50 plus and I probably have him as number five on my list as the you know, one of the okay options there. But a buy in round four, you know, does he even score well enough to get a price bump in after round three? That's a, that's a great question there. Um, and he's never been someone that scored super well. So do you leave him out potentially? Nick Kotrick as well, 435K, average of 41 last year. Yeah, maybe he has a couple of points of upside in a good team. But for me with him, yeah, he only scored at 48 when he was at his best here. So really, I think you can leave him out just on that note there. Um, and you know, go for someone else. In this in this section here, we've got Stags number one, I think, Swali'i number two, Tass number three. I think those three are going to have great seasons and Farnworth has a chance to get up into gun status as well. Lastly, we go to the cash cows, guys. About 10 of these players. We've got George Jennings with the Storm. Unfortunately, that decent score in round one is obviously what he's priced at here uh, after scoring a try early and then getting, getting injured in that first game. Uh, the buy-in round nine is not too bad for a cash cow. What we're looking for with cash cows, guys, is they get sort of seven or eight weeks there. Uh, then you've got enough time for them to grow and then you can move them on to someone else. So that buy, buy in round nine is not an issue. Should be able to hit sort of somewhere in the low 40s at a minimum. He got 54 in 2021, but they had a great season. The right side was solid with him and Remus Smith, for example. I think he can be solid and, and do well for your side. 
you know, he's coming back from an ACL injury. So is he well enough in that? Are the Storm going to be really good? Mm, okay. Uh, but how's he going to go in that team? I think he's going to be solid, but the price is a bit exy. Hayes Perham, 371. So the average of 39. You'd expect at, a full, at fullback, he'd be able to average somewhere around that 45 to 50, right? Pretty comfortably. If the dogs are doing okay, he'll be able to set up, contribute, uh, and also score a little bit himself and you know, do a good job. Has that late buy. And really, the question mark here is his spot's not safe. And I think the team needs to improve. And he needs to improve as well, for sure. Isaac Thompson there, the 336k guy. 64 is the average in the couple of games he played. Late buy as well. The big issue for him is just the fact that he, d he doesn't clearly have his spot after round one. Can you pop him in and hope? Definitely think so. Can you pop him in and wait? Sorry, can you wait and pop him in if he clearly gets his spot in round two or three? Sure. Not an issue there. just means you're using a trade. So either way, I think it's going to be fine. Uh, if you'd, I'd personally like to play him in my team. So maybe just start with him, take his points in round one. Hopefully he can score somewhere around that 50 to 60 and and do well for you. And you can make a decision from there. The Hammer, Mr. Tabuai Fado. Uh, Moose to Dolphins from the Cows. 330 is the price. Very, very cheap. And the average of 31, a late buy in round 11, which is good. The fullback spot's his. He's an improving player. Obviously, attack is his game, uh, but he's in a bad team. So how many attacking sacks is he actually going to get? Is a lot of it going to have to be from base? Is he going to be the one to do a lot of the attacking work? I'm not exactly sure, but Hammer, definitely a solid option at the price, especially if he was 400 or so, I'd be a bit more wary. But 330 in Supercoach, pretty low there. Remus Smith, the 316 is really low also. He is the average of 30 last year. So I'd say he's at least seven points undervalued based on the last few years. He got in the 40s uh, the year in 2021 when they did well, but very injury hampered last year. And how's he going to fare? Sounds like he's still carrying a little bit into the preseason. So it's a slight worry, uh, but we'll keep an eye on him if you're interested. My Papa Lange there with the Knights, the 309, hit a nice average of 53 in a couple of games he played. He's super talented as well, guys. He just needs a couple of injuries to get in this side. And the worry there is the Knights aren't that great, so have that in your mind as well. Tommy Talau, we just watched their trial the other day. He really struggled, to be honest, and, and it could have been a few more times where he was a bit more of a turnstile, but they didn't manage to get through him and, and the other guys in his team. But a 301... There's a reason why he's, uh, you know, people have showed interest in him. I think he's going to be a slow burn at the start. He'll probably get better along the season, but will he even start? That's the big question. So just keep an eye on him in the trials, guys. And, you know, really, if he if he gets that start, really, he'll have games where he gets 70 or 80, and he'll have games where he struggles. So, you know, Tigers being a better team, they'll be able to help him out on that edge there. But can he do it uh, week in, week out? Or is he going to be a guy that gets 10, and then he gets 70, and then gets a 10, and then gets 20? Really... Big question marks on that one. Okay, Hayes Dunster in at 40 there. So a few more to go. Three left there. 234s uh, there for him. Really, he just needs to get a spot and he should make money at that price. Uh, just really, do we, are we going to get him for more than three games over, over the season? That's going to be the question. So he's fighting for a spot at the moment. Can he get it? But let's say Tafare at the Dolphins at 200K along with Cam Pereira at the Titans there. They both are... Well, Tafare is a massive body. Big, thick boy. He has good footwork as well. So... He's going to be strong if he gets his opportunity. We're just not sure how the Dolphins are going to go. And it looks like he's probably not going to get that spot in round one anyway. So wait for injuries for him. If he gets an extended spot, you could wait a couple of weeks on him. Very much the same with Cam Pereira. You don't have to start with them. Obviously, you might want to because at 200K is super cheap. But just be aware that they might not score really well. Uh, he's obviously talented, but he's in an average team as well. Titans need to go good for him to score really well. Uh, doesn't have much of a base in his Q Cup games. He goes from a team that's really, really good in Q Cup 
into a team that's not very good in the NRL. So that's my question marks there. But the guys, I think, you know, Hamiso is going to be a really solid option along with Perham. Two fullbacks in, you know, that looks like they've got their spot. If Perrin's got it, they're both very similar options, fairly cheap as well. That will do a good job. Isaac Thompson there at number three. If he can keep his spot, he'll make some cash. And then Tommy Talao, probably the fourth one, but we're a little bit scared on him. But that's the uh, center wing guns, value, and cash scouts video, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. See you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.